Conservatives love conservatives until they start keeping it real. And we and we keep it real. This is the award-winning Wayne Dupree Podcast. Our political leaders have been lying to us for years. And no matter what side of the political aisle they're on, we call them out. If it's politics, entertainment, culture, elections, and anything in between, we're talking about it. And we back it up with smarts coming to you straight between the ears. This is the award-winning Wayne Dupree Podcast with your host, Wayne Dupree, Lee Blue Eyes Bella, and Hutch the Godfather Bailey Jr. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Wayne Dupree Show. I'm your host, Wayne Dupree, and let me introduce Mr. Godfather. And Leo Good afternoon, everyone. Just happy to be here. Hello. You know, um, I heard something on the on the intro video about prices going up and stuff. Let um, I saw something yesterday. I don't know if many of you out there right now know how bad it is. Let let's um. I got a little something for you. Well, prices at the pump are skyrocketing with record-breaking numbers in Virginia. Morgan Dean with AAA tells us these are the highest prices we've seen since October of 2014, with the average price at $3.10 a gallon. That's about a dollar higher than last year. That means if you have a 15-gallon car, you're paying almost $15 more each trip. And as for why this is happening, Dean says one reason is crude oil prices. The price of crude oil makes up more than... 50% of what we pay at the pump. So the higher the crude oil prices are, the more that we're paying at the pump. And it's not just gas. Holiday shoppers are already being warned to hit the stores early. Marissa Silva, a toy expert, says the industry is being hit hard by the shipping crisis. Silva says there's a delay of about six to eight weeks for a lot of toys. She also warns by Black Friday there may not be much on the store shelves. Ongoing supply chain disruptions and that microchip shortage will both cut down on inventory and drive up the costs of toys that are available. We found it's a pickle, y'all. I mean, <laughs> we find ourselves in a pickle. Pickle juice. It's actually my last thought today, which I'll save, but I went to the grocery store last night, and I will tell you, it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible, Wayne. There was no, there were no canned goods. Not a single canned good on the shelf. All the dog food was gone. No dog food. And the guy said, we don't think we're getting dog food back in. There is no answer for it whatsoever. And they, they're frozen fruits and vegetables. I don't know, audience, if you are feeling this too. They had broccoli and peas. There was nothing else. I mean, it is bad around here. I don't know if it's I'm in a rural area. I wanted to ask you two about it since you're in a, more of a you know a suburban area. But we're we're pretty much out of everything unless you want potato chips and you know snack cakes. Eighteen percent of the products available in the United States are out of stock. Wow. Really? I mean, if you look at you go and I'm in an urban area by the way, but if you look at any car dealer, you'll see there's no cars on the lot. Well, yeah, the new, car, new cars. Yeah. And gasoline, crude oil, as you oh. said, went to $80 a barrel for the first time since like 2014. Whew. So it's it's on all cylinders and it's not going to 
this isn't something when you do something like this, first of all, it has to be until and it has to be on purpose because where is Pete Buttigieg? He's the secretary of transportation. Yeah. Well, you know it's kind of like he was, he was trending on Twitter. I don't know why. Maybe it's because people were asking where it, where, where is he? Especially it's his ball that, game. Especially with that him. big gigantic situation happening out there. Well, around the country with the yeah. shit all, you know. And his truck drivers, out. too. His truck drivers, too. I got a I got a letter in the mail yesterday because I have a commercial driver's license. And they asked me to please come be a school bus driver because yeah, I have right. that license. Yeah. You know, they, there's truck drivers. They can only work so many hours, which I understand that. But um, they can't get trucks to, to haul the cargo that does get unloaded at the ports well um, pete butt the reason why pete butt i think came on is because he was on msnbc yesterday and was like don't worry we're gonna take care of it we're gonna make sure all the food's on the shelves everything's gonna be fine kind of like how kamala says just don't come across the border yeah. stay where you are it's one of those things that they're, they're just lying through their teeth about but maybe that's why he was trending yesterday <clears throat> well another thing another thing about that it seems like the people that are in the jobs don't know how to do the damn jobs. I mean, it, Not at all. if you have uh, Kamala Harris who won't go to the border, but she'll go to NASA and from what I learned yesterday, have child actors um, instead of hired them. real kids. I mean, that's, that's, that's they had to audition. Well, yes, they did. Are you serious? Yeah. They had to audition. That's what I just read I right mean, before the show. So Joe's in a fake White House set. We we joked around about that, but it was true. He was in a fake White House set. Now you have to audition to be a child in front of Kamala. This really I, is a fake presidency. I, about about that White House set, I went on my Facebook page. Hello, Facebook. How you doing? I went on my Facebook page, and um, they ha they dinged me for a story that one of my writers wrote that called out the fake set. They said, now, again, this is Facebook interpreting what was written right. instead of what is written, okay? Uh, they say, well, it wasn't, a, I mean, the thing was, Joe Biden is on a fake set of the White House. Facebook says, well, he wasn't trying to... Uh, deceive the American public. So that's why they tagged me. They said he wasn't trying to deceive the American public that he was in the White House getting the jab. But I having like, a fake set is deceiving. If you don't come out and disclaimer it, that's deceiving. Right, right. I mean, that would be like you having the White House behind you and then not telling people it's just a picture. Yeah, that's I mean, deceiving. It, it's the same thing. Hutch, a couple of months, or yeah, a few months ago, I quoted Kamala Harris on Facebook saying that she believed those women that said those bad things about Joe Biden. That's what she said. I believe those women. Facebook didn't ding me and said, well, that's not what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> You and then they said, it. you said, you said, 
ladies, you, it was pluralized and it was really just one woman. Remember, they said that too. Terry, she was like, she didn't say that she um, believe uh, didn't believe Terry or. Yeah, she said yeah. she believed those women, and they were like, yeah. "It should just be woman." It was only right. one woman; it right. wasn't women. Yeah, over an E and an A. I mean, really. But they changed the whole. I mean, first of all, they changed her quote. They changed Kamala's quote to interpret it, and it, I mean, that's not fact finding, or that's not fa- um, uh, um, uh, fact checking. Yeah, th- that's not fact checking, y'all. That's interpreting. For a narrative that that's basically what that is, but you know, I digress. Prices are up. Uh, we want to we want to tell you real quick about a uh, a new sponsor for the oh well a partner a partner for the show. Um, we are partnering with them. Uh, is my Patriot Supply and girl I, y- y'all? I went on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I went on the website and I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute here. I mean, they they have a three-month emergency supply. Uh, they have a four-week emergency food supply. But yeah. um, real quick, I got to show you. I got to show you what they got over there because when I saw it, I was like, hey, oh, wait, hold on now. Hold on. Okay, um, you go there. Right. Okay. Oh, let me get this. And here's the thing. You know how you guys always say, what can we do to prepare to make sure that we are ahead of the game? This is why we decided to partner up with them. Because this is the emergency food supply that we were talking about. When everybody yeah. runs out of food, you're going to be able to have this. Take a look at this. Now, this, this right here is 25-year shelf life. Meals in resealable heavy-duty four-layer pouches with oxygen absorbers inside to extend the shelf life. It only weighs 120 pounds. Food is grown and packed in the United States of America. No MSG. Breakfast, lunches, and dinner. Easy to prepare meals. Now, there's a three-month supply. Um, I didn't know it was resealable. Yeah. That's amazing. It's the best seller. And meals are averaging over um, 2,000 calories per day. Um, plus you get the buckets. Oh my God. What can you do with those buckets? You, (laughs) all the storage stuff. Hey, we need a bucket. Oh, well, you know, just go downstairs and get one. But I know they got a three month supply of food and look, I'm only showing you this photo real quick. I'm only showing you the photo, but when you scroll down here on the website, Look at these foods. (laughs) 40 servings. (laughs) Yeah, your neighbors are all starving, but you're not going to be. Because look what you get. Creamy stroganoff. Traveler's stew. Wow. Um, Look at that. Potato soup. Cheese and broccoli. Bean soup. uh, Creamy Alfredo pasta. Chili mac. You got, uh, I mean, flavored rice, southwest rice, regular rice. Um, pancakes over here, rice pilaf, mashed potatoes, oatmeal. Look, Wayne's favorite oatmeal. Look, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Y'all wow, gotta go out. That looks good. Y'all gotta do this, okay? Y'all gotta do it. Um, let me 
Let me get this. I didn't, uh, honestly, I, I have to stress this again, Wayne. I did not realize that the resyllable, that's huge. That's cool. That you can open it when you need it and yeah. then close it and, and then use it again. Because if there's a huge snowstorm like where I'm from, yep. sometimes you can be out of, out of like everything for a month. This oh, yeah. would be great to have just for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is a clam chowder, I think. There is a w- soup. com. You go there, sign up, you get it. And, and then I want to hear emergency. I want to hear what you got to say about it. I really do. I I want to hear what you got to say about it. Um wow, that's cool. You know, something about that, just before you move on, Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize we're ensconced in this uh, lifestyle that we're in now where we use cash and, and money to barter with. But uh, if you have some major disruption, it's not guaranteed that that's going to be stable. Right. But when you have something like that, when you have a commodity that everybody needs, that becomes money. Right, right. Yeah, you know, in it, well, I mean, you need to already have got uh, protection. You know, you, you have to, because yeah. so bullets are money too. Yes, they are. You April know, but- says, how much does it cost? April, it varies. Just go to, what was it again, Wayne? What's the prepare, website? Prepare with, prepare with WD. WD. Yeah, and there's different prices for different choices. Okay. Um, let's see, prepare with WD.com. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh Get um Kelsey Gabbard. I always did like her, to tell you too. I mean, honestly, I really don't think that she should be in the Democrat Party, but I understand how people would think that she was uh part of Bernie's crew, but she even left Bernie. Um, I mean, I, I really don't know where she's at right now. I really don't. I mean, she might be independent, but when you you know how free somebody is, and I said this about Dave Dave Chappelle. Everybody might not like Dave Chappelle, but everybody should defend Dave Chappelle because you get to say, I mean, if you can say whatever you want to, mm-hmm. you're free. You are free. I mean, I don't I mean, if if you're not worrying about cancel culture, if you're not worried about the consequences and whatnot, if you can say what you really want to say, you're free. And as long as you don't apologize, right, right, Rain? Wait, I mean, as soon as you get, as soon as somebody gets caught saying something that society doesn't deem right, they apologize. Yeah. And then that's yeah. when you get canceled. Yeah. Stop apologizing. He didn't apologize. Or they, or they resign. Right. Who just resigned? Oh, I don't know. Some, some some basketball team, the Raiders. Oh, that's football. The Raiders said, Rude. yeah, he apologized. Can't do Look, that. You know what? You know, and I'm glad you brought that up too, because I saw that last night. I'll I don't tell you, know. I don't even know what his email said, so he might have said something terrible. I don't he, know. It, well, don't he, he, well, uh, he did say some things terrible, but you know what? We're human. We all yeah. say it crazy is stuff. Is. Oh, wow. We I'm all say crazy stuff. And when I looked at some of the stuff they did say, about some of the homosexuals that were in the NFL and stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, can't we just have a good laugh? I mean, oh, I know I am. To, I'm gonna laugh. Gonna be I'll tell you the way I say. I say. I say. Look, I don't. If you want to be gay, you could be gay. Yeah, but exactly. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing. If you do something funny, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make funny. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm exactly. guarantee it. Exactly. Um, the reason I was going back and forth 
is because when I was reading some of the things that he was saying, Red Fox and Richard Pryor would never be able to to get a foothold in comedy today. Oh, no. Isn't that sad? And they are some of the funniest people of all time. All time. Based on them trying to make people laugh. They made fun. Not only did they make fun of um, um, uh, um, the other complexion, they made fun of their own people, too. And everything in between. And everybody That's was laughing. That's how it laughing. should be. That's how it should be, though. Right. Make fun and, of everybody. And, and I mean, I that way, you know, if you don't make fun of everybody, then... There, then there's a problem. Now, <laughs> uh, I mean, I just, I, you know, now go, going back to Chelsea. Chelsea called out Joe Biden. For, for all intents and purposes, let's just say she's still a Democrat. That's a bold move right there. That's a bold move to get out there and say that Joe, Biden, Joe Biden's administration is lying to you. That's a bold move for a Democrat to say that. Now, if she's not a Democrat, then I think that she should be put up on a podium so that she can say some more stuff because uh, now she's in that realm of being free and bold to to uh, really upset the apple cart. Uh, mm-hmm. And if some of you don't know what I'm uh, what I'm talking about with Chelsea, this is what she had to say. Now to react. Former Hawaii Congresswoman and former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, who is now a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army Reserves. Tulsi, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Tulsi, I want you you to think back to the 17 years when you were in the National Guard. If you could picture yourself or some of the members of the Guard that you were with being in Texas at the border and having drug cartels, criminals with AR-15s, AK-47s, shooting across the Rio Grande into the United States at the National Guard. That's what's going on as we speak in the United States today. What is the Biden administration doing about this and what should they be doing? Uh, well, first of all, for, for our soldiers who are serving down there, I'm sure they have rules of engagement uh, to deal with this sort of situation. But really, the bigger issue here, judges, that these drug cartels, these human traffickers, they are incredibly emboldened to the point where they feel that they can do this without consequence, where they feel they can continue uh, profiting off of trafficking people across these borders that are essentially open. The Biden-Harris administration has an open-door policy at the borders, and it doesn't matter how many times Secretary Blinken or Kamala Harris or anyone from the administration says, uh, you know, don't come across the border. The reality is that people are being let in and crossing the border every single day. I think we look at the numbers. In August of this year alone, over 200,000 people were apprehended for trying to illegally cross the border, a 317 percent increase over last year, August. And we're seeing hundreds of thousands more crossing the border who are not apprehended. Actions speak louder louder than words. And uh, the fact is that the open-door policy that this administration has in place is posing a humanitarian crisis, is creating a humanitarian crisis, as well as a very serious security threat for our country. Well, you know, at what point uh, do we hold Joe Biden and his administration accountable? 
I mean, do they actually, you know, there's so much going on from the border to COVID to schools. I mean, it goes on and on. You, you make a good point here. You know, the, the faith and trust that the American people need to have in our leaders is dropping every day. Uh, the, the Department of Homeland Security secretary recently told Congress, our borders are secure. This is what he said. This kind of bold-faced lie, whether it has to do with domestic issues or foreign policy issues, we've seen this with Afghanistan and the, the tragically botched withdrawal of our troops and, and Americans out of oh. Afghanistan. Uh, when people are being lied to, the American people are being lied to, it is revealing of the arrogance and the self-serving nature of leaders who are in power in this country and the disrespect the disrespect that they have for the American people, and, and it's why people are losing faith and trust uh, in those leaders. If we have leaders who respect the people, then the people will respect our leaders. If we have leaders who trust well, the American people, we will trust our leaders. And that's the problem here, is we don't have but, leaders but, who, who have that trust and respect and who therefore put do? themselves D ahead of Tulsi. the interests of the people. What, there's... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were smiling back behind stage. Because <laughs> when I hear an adult <laughs> use bold, bold face lie, <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. when I was growing up, to I used to hear adults, that's a bold face lie. You know, I mean, you know, kind of <laughs> like that. So when I heard her say that, that's all I could think of. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> It's a bold face lie. That that's serious, Hutch. That's serious. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And, and you know, the thing about it is, I want somebody on the border that's like from East Germany or something. You know, not Alejandro Mayorkas in charge of this. That doesn't make any damn sense to me. I mean, I'm sorry. He's probably a good guy. I don't know him, but it seems like when people are involved in something that's that close to their heritage, their apparent heritage. Look at those pictures, man. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard says that the credibility of the U.S. government is falling a little bit. Man, it was shot on January 6th, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you about courage. You said about courage with Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. When I saw her come on the scene, and I know she's a leftist, no matter what she says. She's still right. a leftist. Right. She's from Hawaii. Right. You know, with Hirono, you've seen her. Uh, so Tulsi Gabbard was during the civil war in Syria when everybody was tar and feathering Assad, the president of Syria, as being this Nazi. You know, she was the only one. Remember, they said that Assad unleashed chlorine gas. Yeah. And I'm sitting there on your show and on my show and I'm yeah. saying yeah. Assad's winning. He's got every single township and state in Syria except one. Yep. And he's got that one surrounded. Yep. Why would he use poison gas? On his own people. Yep. On his own people. And she went in there and debunked it all. Debunked and it. nobody ever talked about it again. Well, they got mad with her and start pushing her out. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Even yeah. DJT was saying that Assad was gassing his own people. And I remember when she was there, because I was clapping, man. I was like, good, somebody finally. Yeah. I was stunned to hear she was a Democrat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I mean, Trump Trump was saying that, but he had um, the Bobsy twins in his ear, too, at the time. He had uh, um, McCain, and he had... Um, 
Kinzinger and, and McMuffin and all those people. What's her name? Uh, from South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, Lindsey oh, Graham, um, Lindsey Graham. What's yeah. her name? I was going on Nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, had, had, um, had, uh, yeah, had old Lindsey Graham. Oh no, we got to hit him. We, we, yeah, dude, look at these pictures. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what we need. That's what we need. Wait, wait to like this one. That's what we need running our foreign policy, an air force reserve lawyer. That's all Lindsey Graham is, an Air Force Reserve lawyer. He hasn't seen That's combat. I know. He hasn't seen combat since his, uh, his since his girl slumber party that <laughs> when he was thirteen or fourteen years old. Go ahead, Leah. Um, she talked about the drug cartels in there, which is going to amplify the fentanyl drug crisis that we have in America. The human trafficking is up twenty thousand victims a year, and now we have terrorists on the FBI watch list that is cruising just through. Uh, right through the border. And I just think it's unfair that I can't go to New York city and eat in a restaurant, but terrorists can walk right through our border. And I just find that really concerning with what's going on and what are they doing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think this immigration thing is going to break the Democrats. I think it's going to be their death. It's our, it's a, well, I do. I believe that because it, you, it didn't really, it didn't take place yet. Wait till your neighborhood changes, Wayne. That, wait till, now, wait, okay, that's wait why till I the kids well. right. Wait till the kids start coming home from school telling their parents about what they saw in school that day. My ex-wife, my ex-wife um, uh, is trying to get a job in a school. Uh, she told me she was like, "You know what? Uh, the school used to be eighty percent white, eighty percent Caucasian." That she's trying out for. She she, she said. Uh, one of the questions was, are you bilingual? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it is it is 75 to 80% Latino now. Right. 30 years ago, the main last name in America was Smith. Now it's Rodriguez. <laughs> it yeah, is. See, I mean, that's see. that's the truth. I mean, that's not that's a, that's a, that's the truth. That's how it goes. And, and you know, it's not it, it doesn't happen suddenly either, essay. I mean, it comes. We got it. We got a. We got a mayor here that was running for governor. I'm trying to remember, Lou Barlett is his name. It happened at Hazleton, Pennsylvania. It was like all of a sudden. It was like boom. I'm an Omni. It was. It was overnight. Overnight. You know, it's not subtle. Underlay, underlay. Because they have to. Because they got a language barrier. They got to be around people that speak the same language as them. And half of these people. And they won't right. tell you the media. Half of these people are illiterate in Spanish. Ellen says, and Ellen says, and that's not a bold faced lie either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not on this show. Rodriguez, <laughs> Alejandro Mayorkas. That's the guy in charge of security. All right. I, got some, I got some new shoes. <laughs> they all did too. Huh? I said they all did too. They look yeah. beautiful walking through the borders. Brand new clothes, yeah. brand new luggage. It's almost like it was a setup. Which one of y'all? Which which one of y'all said walking across with suitcases on it and stuff? That's like that's like going on a vacation, man. I mean, you know, they're coming over here with the yeah. suitcases. Oh my! Like, they got the special little rag, the cushion, the, oh, the thing on the head. 
It's crazy, man. Yeah. But, you, I mean, but they're coming to your neighborhood. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Um, coming, c- c- coming over here at the border is not only people walking across with their suitcases on the head, just knowing that they're going to be able to stay in the United States. But drugs are coming over, too. And one of the major drugs is fentanyl. And we've been watching it. it I mean, I I watch this documentary. I keep talking about it because I, it won't leave my head about what it looks like. I've never done drugs before. I There's no joke. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I I told I told Hutch and Leah that joke yesterday, but I mean the joke's not for me. I just heard it on TV. It was it was just a guy was like, I don't do drugs, but I do like the I'm now I don't do cocaine. I just like the way it smells. But um, <laughs> but for me for me I'm like when I watched that documentary, it was so in depth. It was so in your face, and you saw what it did. You know how. You know how we see all those people in Portland uh, fighting and all that stuff and everything, mm-hmm. but the fentanyl out there is crazy too because they're like walking zombies out there, literally walking zombies. They look they, like zombies. They, they have their own like zombies. Right. They have their own exactly. area where that's where they go. I mean, it's almost like a in- they shoot up stations. They yeah, shoot up stations. Exactly. Yeah, and but but watching them do that. And I'll throw it to either one of you. I cannot forget what the girl said when she she said that the first time she ever did it, she was taken to a place that was so magical and so I the allure of of the the beautiful the beautifulness mm-hmm. of where she went. She was like, I have to get back there. And she feels every time she puts the needle in there, she's trying to get back. And I guess she figured, and I mean, the camera is right there watching them shoot up, not trying care. to stop them. They don't care. Not trying to tell the police or anything that these people are shooting up, but they try extra stuff to make fentanyl even more potent. Because mm-hmm. the regular hit isn't taking them back to that first one, so they never take will. it first, never right? Will. Exactly, right, right. I asked a heroin, I asked a fentanyl heroin addict one time what it was like, and they said it was like getting a blanket, a warm blanket wrapped around you in gold, and all your worries and anxiety went away, and you just felt one hundred percent safe, and you had no pain. And every high is a new low, and he said that that's what he was constantly trying to do was chase it. My generation, they say, is considered like the Vietnam War. My generation has lost just as many kids as the Vietnam War did. I can tell you I've lost 30 people just in my graduating class from it. Mm. Literally funeral after funeral after funeral back in like 2014. It was horrible. But I want to just tell you something about fentanyl. I did some research on it. I want to just listen to this connection. Fentanyl gets smuggled into the U.S. from China and then to the Mexico border and then into the United States. Fentanyl is usually produced and trafficked out of China. There's one key element in this, and it's China. And I will tell you that they created this drug in 1959, and guess who it was? Janssen Pharmaceuticals. Janssen, yeah, it's used, it's used in the medical community. It's used as a Janssen, medicine. 
and Johnson and Johnson Jansen shot. Yeah. So they've got their hands in all of this and they started to call everybody pillbillies. Do you guys remember that? They started to make fun of everybody that was overdosing on these pills and getting addicted to oxy, calling them pillbillies. And the pharmaceutical companies didn't care. They were giving rewards out to their pharmaceutical salespeople to sell more of these oxycotton. And then when that happened, that's when you saw the fentanyl crisis blow up. So who do we have to thank here for this? China, the Mexico border, and our drug companies. And guess who's getting rewarded the most? The open border. Our drug companies are making billions of dollars right now. This goes unpunished, like always. I got to hit it from a different angle. Because um, you're right about everything you said, except you left out one very important part. Okay. And that's the, that's the consumer. That's that. None of this happens when Americans don't buy this stuff. This is this is a, a market-driven thing. Um, there's billions of dollars being spent to these people that are doing this to us. But I would say that, and here's why I'm saying this: because I grew up in the '70s, and there was a lot of the heroin addicts back then. They all died. You know, I mean, they you you took this heroin one time, and it was the exact same as the fentanyl. You know, you get that first high and you're trying to chase it the rest of your life and hold on, I'll be right back. I got to go rob this drugstore, you know? And the thing about it is when I was growing up, it was, like I said, in the seventies and people were coming, the majority of heroin addicts, hardcore heroin addicts were veterans that got it in Vietnam, 89, 90, 95, 99% pure heroin in Vietnam. They use it as an act of war against us. And then they got back here and there was nothing that powerful. You know, there was nothing to get them to that high, but we were taught and all of my friends were not gentle people. They were, that ran with a rough crowd, but none of them did heroin. We were so scared of heroin from our school, mm -hmm. from our public school health class that told us straight up, you do this stuff one time, you're hooked the rest of your life. You're going to be a junkie no matter what you do. Even if you stop doing it, you're still going to be a junkie ready to relapse. And that scared the hell out of us, man. I mean, and most of these guys never did heroin. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is that same thing in effect with fentanyl? Or are we just letting these kids out there to think it's just like drinking a beer? They're scaring them for COVID, not drugs anymore. It's COVID kills, COVID kills, get your vaccine. That's all they're talking about in the schools. You don't yeah. hear any any young person talk about drugs. They're sitting in the classroom high on fentanyl yeah. being told, get your vaccine because you're going to die of COVID. And they're dropping dead of fentanyl. Their chances of dropping dead of fentanyl are twice, three, four, 70 times higher than COVID. But they aren't hearing about COVID or fentanyl. They're hearing about COVID touch. That's the problem. That's, that's terrible. I mean, because that, that's, that's... Yeah, talk about mandates on on the uh, vaccine and stuff, but nobody wants to talk about mandates on keeping fent fentanyl out of the state or at least doing, or at least doing something um, at the no, border to contagious. stop fentanyl. Right, right. Oh, fentanyl no. is contagious. If I did fentanyl and I could but give it, it is, to you really? and you overdose, we'd be shut down. We'd but be shut it, down. No, is it's it not contagious? contagious? To, I'm, no, 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 meaning that the users are growing though. I mean, Oh, but it, it doesn't affect DC. It doesn't affect Congress. That's the, that's the issue. Well, look at what they've done. Them. Look at the amount, the percentage of people who don't smoke anymore. People that never yeah. smoked a cigarette in their life. Yeah. When I was, when I was a kid, there wasn't very many of those people. You know what I mean? And now through education and exposure to the damage that cigarettes do, 
mm-hmm. uh, it's much lower now. Right. I mean, wh- and if nothing's being done about fentanyl, uh, except pointing our fingers outward, I mean, we're, it's it's not going to get fixed that way. Right. Well, China's not going to I- stop. No, China loves it. But remember how ch- you could smoke on TV and there were advertisings for yeah. Newport, yeah. right? Well, and then all of a sudden they said, they said yeah. no more advertising, no more smoking on TV. But we yeah. don't see that with fentanyl. What we see is we see billboards that say, here, get your Narcan. Learn how to use Narcan just in case if your no- neighbor <laughs> overdoses on it. How no, does that stop the drug crisis if they're just teaching you how to put a Band-Aid on it? I agree with you. You have to, you have to get people scared. I mean... And I don't mean scared like scared of COVID. Right. I mean, like, this right, is your right. brain and this is your brain on drugs scared. Well, right. I mean, if you, if people, if we need to get people scared, it says here that fentanyl overdoses have overtaken car crashes yeah. as the leading death, as the leading cause of death among teenagers in Arizona. Hence including the border. Tucson, including Tucson. I mean, that's part of that area the republican governor slammed biden this week for fueling an opioid epidemic in america by his handling of the border crisis which has seen a historic number of illegal immigrants crossing into the united states it is not just the people crossing the border it's the lethal drugs is what Ducey said at a press conference with other other governors in mission texas last wednesday Almost 2,000 pounds of fentanyl and over 13,000 pounds of methamphetamines have been seized in Arizona sectors alone this year. He also added, just think how many drugs are slipping through the cracks and slipping into the bloodstreams in our communities. And this isn't a figure of speech. This is our, this is our reality. That's, and that's not a bold-faced lie. Right. You know, what, what they told us, in that same class scenario I was telling you about, about methamphetamines, was that they had a guy that was 18 years old that overdosed on methamphetamines. And when they did the autopsy, he had a massive heart attack like he was an 85-year-old man. Inside his body had aged to 85 years old at 20. Because that's what it does. It increases your metabolism to the point where you're living three weeks every hour, and that catches up with you after a while. That That scared me too. It does. And Joe, we can't expect Joe to, I mean, look at his son, Hunter Biden. He couldn't (laughs) even get his son off crack cocaine. We expect him to be able to help our country with the drug issue. No, it's not going to happen. I'm surprised he's not the drug czar. He probably (laughs) is. He might be. Drug slash Parmesan cheese are. (laughs) (laughs) On the floor. (laughs) Disgusting. Despite Biden's promise to shut down the virus, More Americans had died from COVID in 2001 than 2020. But you don't hear the media talking about that, though. Gee, what's different between 2021 and 2020? Hmm. Oh, I know. All these people in 2021 have vaccinations. (laughs) Right. Shouldn't there be Right. I mean, I know Delta is more contagious, which equals more death. But if you have vaccinations, that should have nipped that right in the bud. And I don't understand why they came out. Did you hear Fauci yesterday? They're coming out with that new pill. And they said, oh, this is going to dramatically take down deaths, right? Fauci comes out and says, no, we need to study it first. Anytime there's a new thing on the market, we need to really take a look at it. Before we do. Profit margin. 
Right. And he said, he says the pills aren't going to be as good as the vaccine because the vaccine stops transmission. Since when does that, why is Fauci still saying this? This was his quote yesterday. I mean, really? He said, he said it I will pull it up. I will pull it up because I was so alarmed by it. Did you see it? And yeah. he said that that's our best way is because the vaccine stops transmission and the pill won't. And I'm like, what? His documentaries, his documentaries failing. I mean, he, that guy, he ought to just retire. And Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> he ought to just right, retire and go away. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I'll just get you ready right now. Uh, we're going to have the uh, Echo variant is coming. And it's going to come probably anywhere between, I don't know, maybe August and September, October of 2022. E-variant, that's the election variant. So you know that there's going to be something before the election. I mean, just 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 be ready for it. Oh, they're gonna right. they're gonna try to do this mail-in junk all over again, and, and they're gonna try to get everybody scared, and they're gonna have to do some I, extra measures. I Governor, don't know what they're gonna be. Governor Newsom just signed in that now you can mail-in vote uh, constantly, and his twelve-year-old daughter, just a cherry on top, has not been vaccinated. He said yeah, she has to get a series it. of other shots first before she gets the vaccine. These politicians aren't even giving the vaccine to their own children. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Yeah, but you can now along along with all those things that Hutch said uh, that will come before the election. Let's not forget there will be another stimulus check. I don't know how. I don't know (laughs) when, but there will be another stimulus check, and you can best believe it's going to be two thousand dollars. It'll probably be in pesos, though. I don't know if we'll still have dollars. <laughs> but then, you know, Terry says COVID or not, Mellon is here to stay, and that's true. Yeah. Mellon voting is here to stay. <laughs> but no, uh, this, uh, you know, I keep I, I keep hearing the politicians come on TV and say we're we're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. Are yeah. we still really in a pandemic? Were are we, we ever? really still in it? Were, were we ever? Huh? I'd say it's, I'd say it's an endemic because we can't get rid of it. It's impossible. It's all over the globe, and it comes and goes. It gets worse during flu season. They say I say it's an endemic. No, we're not in a pandemic anymore. But they say that we're in a pandemic so that so that they can get more money, their legislation and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic is a word that just showed its ugly head a year ago. We used to call these epidemics. Right. Okay. A pandemic, okay. the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic, I think, is the crossing of countries. Like it's in more than one country. That's what makes it a pandemic as opposed to an epidemic, I think. But the left trick screws the language so much yeah. that I'm not positive on that. I don't, I don't want to look too stupid here. I think that's what it is, though. And really, um, if you look across history and you look at what's happened with this Fauci virus, this Wuhan thing, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really equal up to the other epidemics or diseases that we've gone through as a country. If you look at the turn at the 1910s, uh, 1920s rather, and you look at the influenza, the flu, mm-hmm. before we before we just thought it was a sickness that you had to blow your nose and you know lay down or whatever. That sucker was killing people. Right. Black. Oh, yeah. That was killing. Right. Rapid fire. I mean, Absolutely. from babies yeah. to old people, everybody. Yeah. Don't, know, we, that don't we? Polio. Yeah. Polio. Yeah. But don't we deserve to ask the question why Sweden is doing so well? Sweden. I think. <laughs> I mean, they, they, Sweden's I the mean, one that canceled COVID, right? 
they said we are not going to social distance. We are not going to wear masks, and we don't give a crap if you get the vaccine or not. It was Norway. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Norway Norway said it's over. It's over. Everything, all restrictions are over. Right, and they're testing blood in Sweden and seeing that people have natural immunity, which is superior. They didn't let us out for in our, out of our houses for a year. A lot of America doesn't have natural immunity. Can't say can't, no, no, no. can't say natural immunity. Somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt. Yeah, isn't that sad? Somebody's it's horrible. It's it's it's, it's yeah. something that you know. You look at at us. These people are taking advantage of our civility. Mm-hmm. Is what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. taking advantage of our civility, the uncivilized people. They in keep, our country. they wake up every morning saying, "Oh, they ain't gonna do nothing." Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's an infection, <laughs> it's an infection oh. without representation. I mean, they literally. It, it's it, it is a sin what they're doing to us and what they're going. Are you hearing how Fauci's talking? Uh, Christmas isn't going to be good. We think we're going to have a twindemic. Now they came yeah. out with a new word, twindemic. The flu yeah. and COVID, Wayne, it's going to get you. It's going to get you, and you're not going to be able to celebrate Christmas this year. See what they're doing? Don't participate, folks. Don't Just don't participate. Mm-mm. Who are they? What are they going to do? You know, this whole thing is, uh, you know what, what our problem is? We clean up after ourselves. That's what our, we ought to go in somewhere <laughs> and tear it up, man. <laughs> just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, kidding. I was going to say, we're going to. He's just kidding around. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just serious. Tear it up, tear it up, tear it up. <laughs> I mean, am I the only one that's tired? Am I the only one that's tired? I'm not, of, I'm not participating. Of playing, I of playing badminton. I'm tired of playing badminton. Yeah. <laughs> tired of hitting the shuttlecock. <laughs> I yeah. tell you that. I, I tell you this. Um, Biden's numbers now. I thought I read that it was up to 50. Maybe I read wrong, but it did say that his number, his poll numbers were going up. However, <laughs> however, when you, immigrants. when you get the right, probably exactly. Or, or, um, or Russia messing with or the poll Afghans. numbers. Yeah. Oh man. That, the 10,000 on the Wisconsin 10,000. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but the poll numbers, there are still some people out there that are looking at the poll numbers and they're like, you know what? Go for it. The old coops so in trouble. And there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. The, the old coops in trouble. Meanwhile, Amy, we're looking at other polls around uh, for, uh, that have to do with President Biden, and he's slipping. He's slipping. Yeah, he's, he's struggling right now. And it, we started to see it over the summer as the Delta variant was um, taking its toll. And then, of course, the pullout in Afghanistan and the chaos that ensued there. And now, of course, divisions with his, within his own party. Yeah. Is that um, Rachel Maddow's brother or what? <laughs> like, I didn't, <laughs> see that, I didn't see that guy in a while. <laughs> well, she has, she has COVID, right? She has cancer. Rachel Maddow has cancer. Does she? Oh, that's she right. Little- yeah. A really? little skin cancer. Yeah, she blew it out of the water, but they just oh. took it off. I've had it three times on my face. I don't want to hear your ball baby trying to get attention. Your ratings up, you loser woman, man. It's dying. You are. What? It's dying. <laughs> he's smiling. Oh, oh no! <laughs> it's you see right those eyes too? I saw. No, she is. Huh? She died. Well. She died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. she's alive oh, well. and well. 
Uh, yeah, so there there is a what, what do you want to call it? An internal civil war in the Democrat Party right now. They all hate each other. Kamala's throwing shade on Joe. Joe's throwing shade on Kamala. It's Kristen Cinema will not take Joe Biden's calls. Joe Manchin, who knows what he's doing? Uh, but now I'm hearing Jill is going out to campaign for Joe next week. <laughs> Jill. So now, yeah, Jill is not Joe. So is Joe just done? You know, this we did this before in, in the Wilson administration, in the Woodrow Wilson administration. A lot of people don't know that he had a stroke in his second term and his wife was the president. Except back then, nobody reported it. Who? Woodrow Wilson. I'm going way back, man, when I was a kid. <laughs> you were a kid when no, Woodrow no, no, Wilson? No, no, no. <laughs> no. So, no kidding. so you're saying Woodrow Wilson's wife, but I know Lady yeah. Bird did the same thing, right? No, Johnson. Yeah. I mean, she was involved, but Johnson was never incapacitated that I know of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Lady Bird. Um, Roosevelt. Eleanor. Yeah, but I mean, not to the extent, but yeah, he was, nobody knew he had polio. But the, the sad people, but the sad thing is everybody knows Wayne that Joe something. is stupid Wayne, with Wayne, your Wayne She was fine looking woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt. Man. I went to made, D.C. to see her dress. He it made was, Hillary Clinton look good. It was this wide and this. she was this short. I mean, I got to see her dress and I was like, what on earth? That was the kind of lady that when you were growing up, if she lived on your street, you were scurred. Yeah, you she, didn't, she you didn't like, like, you like when you got to her house, you like ran in yeah. front of her yard. You didn't just walk by that one. You got, you know, you didn't go there on Halloween. I mean, that was... <laughs> She was on chopping, chopping wood with yeah. the axe. Outside. That was the house that kids went into and didn't come out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wayne had one on his street. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and they always had one of those names. They always had one of those names like Esther. <laughs> so, you know, one of uh, Eleanor. Uh, uh, Marge. Yeah. Large, large, <laughs> large, Mrs. Pomegranate. <laughs> large, large. Where's your grandmother? Oh, he died. He died. <laughs> he died. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go check out my pillow mypillow.com forward slash radio specials if you go to mypillow.com if you scroll down there's a button that says radio specials in when you click on that button you're going to see a lot of specials for you okay they're for you via the show so we want y'all to pick out something pick out a couple things uh we want to get the Godfather a, a, a robe and some slippers and a newspaper. They don't sell cigars. They don't sell cigars yet. No, no, yeah. No cigars, ladies and gentlemen. Don't send cigars, please. Come <laughs> <laughs> on back to get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> Tommy two fingers. Um, but no, um, if you and if you want huge savings now. Then use the code name Wayne. You can get up to 66% off on your, now think about that, not 50, not 60, up to 60%, uh, up to 66%. That's, 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 that's huge savings, y'all. That's huge. And I talked to my pillow. They're in stock. Yeah. Their stock has not 
dwindled yet with all this. So you're good. You're good. Yeah. Get there now. Get your Christmas shopping done because we don't know what's going to happen come Thanksgiving, come December. They could be all out of those robes and slippers. Order we, today. We, told, we showed you a video where people already, I mean, Leah said this before, but we showed you a video where the people were like, well, holiday, Black Friday, we don't know. We don't know how that's going to be. I mean, you know, I mean, the ships can't even bring the stuff in right now. Yeah, exactly. Even Vice President Kamala Harris warned you to do your Christmas shopping early. See, she knew something. Well, she caused it. Um, Okay. And with that, too, Never Quit Water. Don't forget to check out NeverQuitWater.com. Get your machine before Christmas. We These products... If you buy a MyPillow product, email me what you got. Email us so that we can share it with everybody else. We, yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne at WayneDupree.com. Wayne at, you know, my, my daughter has, my daughter said to me last night, she was, um, she needed my email for something. I said, Wayne at WayneDupree.com. She was like, dang, dad, <laughs> that's kind of special. You got email at your own name. That That's kind of cool. She said, I want one. I said, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Start Where's your own show, daughter. There's an easy Christmas gift. It's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, neverquitwater.com. Get the machine. The machine helps you stay healthy. But, I mean, it, it, it does so much more than just um, keeps you healthy. It you can also use the water around the house too, when you clean, right. cleaning and different things like that. For your that dog, your um, your dog will be help a whole lot more healthier drinking that water out of that machine that's hooked so to your faucet. Right. And right, it, right, exactly. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, real quick, this day in history. Wait, was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This day in history, Columbus reached the New World, uh, the Bahamas. Uh, in 1609, The Blind Mice is published in London. The first nine spectacular song. Three blind mice. Da, 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 da. It wouldn't be allowed nowadays. In 1823, Charles McIntosh started selling his Mac, Mac, uh, Macintosh Mac raincoat. I was getting ready to say it. <laughs> Macintosh uh, uh, yeah. Was 1823. Damn. 1933, Alcatraz Island became a federal prison. And then Clint Eastwood broke out and then they closed it down. In 1964, the Soviets la- launched Voskhod Von person spacecraft, not wearing spacesuits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Hey, Captain Kirk is supposed to be going up. Wait a minute, John Denver died? Uh, um, in 1997, John Denver, take me home to a place. Died in a plane crash today in 1977. And How cool when a police I never knew. Yeah, for that bullcrap bull movie he put out. Oh, uh, what? That the, that the end of the world was going to be in like 1990 or in 2020 or something? Or climate change? Uh, it was way back further than that. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. Yeah. Well, he was wrong. He was way wrong. So, oh, 
speaking about Al Gore, Al Gore always reminded me of Clark Kent. I don't <laughs> don't ask oh, me. Really? Yeah, he did. He I remind me. But the reason so I'm bringing up Clark made, Kent, if, they, if they made Superman don't do it. Gay. <laughs> if they made him gay, is Clark Kent gay too? That Clark Kent would be his transgender self. <laughs> That's the only thing I think of. It's non-binary. Without it's heard, to be the bad it's guy. Demi, it's Demi Lovato. Clark yeah. Kent is Demi Lovato. There when you I go. heard when I heard that they were making Superman's son bisexual, that that's it for me. Yeah. That's it for me. Because honestly, comics are about comics. Comics are about fighting the evil guy, winning and saving saving the world, saving the universe and stuff. It it, it doesn't have to be it's not a Harlequin. You know, it, it's not a romance thing. It's not about sex. It's right. about comic comics and it's not about that. And they're I mean, Superman when I grew up, Superman was my favorite superhero. Period. Patriots, man. Yeah. It I was mean Superman. I mean yeah. and, and and actually I didn't man know of steel as a, a dude. I, I mean I just Superman, you know, he went around saving this and that stuff. And now they're taking the super away from him and making him a gay man instead of a yeah. superman. And that's well, not right. Well, what do you say for for truth, justice, and the American and the way? American way, exactly. And now it's like they're making it <laughs> super bisexual. Truth, justice, uh, for Belt. You know, you know, this little minority of people putting this on the rest of us. One of these days, Edith. No, not Edith. One of these days, Alice. Pow! Straight to the moon. And you know what, too? They. I don't want to say, I don't want to admire them because I think that they're all trash. I do. I, I really do. But it says so something. But it says something if you don't watch how they're doing it. The Whenever they do something like this, they always go toward the top. They never go to the bottom. They never started at the bottom. They go straight to the top and try to destroy the top. They did it with the news. I mean, CNN is a straight up bathhouse. You know, they, I mean, they just took that over. The only cool person there is probably uh, um, uh, Chris uh, Chris Kumo. You know, but you know he hang, he hangs out there with um, Donnie and and uh, yeah, I bet he swings a little dude. too. So yeah, I it, it, it's they always go for the top. They always go for uh, what? What you got? Prime time. You got Anderson Cooper on one. You got Rachel Maddow on another. Prime time. Right. Prime time. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's a good point. We talked about them. If you listen to them now, too, they're they're dropping all pretenses um, that we're one country. They're, they're out there now saying Republicans are evil. They all yeah. suck. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's what they're oh, saying. Get worse as the midterms come. That's going to be hyperbolic, magnified. If you don't have a vaccination, you're a Nazi pig. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really getting to the point where I read an article in Town Hall uh, of this guy uh, Derek Hunter that says, you know what, we ought to just call it a day. We ought to just separate into two countries, and you know we're both going to have to give up some things, but let's do this before we get into a war. Let's split up. And if you want to live this way, you can live on the West Coast. Then if you want to live this way, you can live on the East Coast. And if you want to be 
a conservative and live on the West Coast, go ahead. But just understand that this is what you're going to get. You're going to get people that change the language every day, that change sexuality every day, that, you know, whatever. And it's it's getting closer and closer to that. When the news media sits there and says Republicans are jerks, all of them, you can't survive that way, man. Abraham Lincoln told us that. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a big problem with mental illness in this country. A lot of that has stemmed from mental illness, but no one wants to talk about that. You know, from a logical standpoint, from from a logical viewpoint, somebody's really going to have to tell me how there's going to be a civil war in this country. There, there won't be. Logically, right. you're going to have to really tell me how there's um, going to be a civil war because back in the day you had North versus South. It was easy. So what will be, it be? Unvaccinated versus vaccinated? What in no. in communities? You're going to yeah, have somebody at some point. At some point in time, a group of people is going to get together and say, you know what, Clem, I had enough of this. You okay. know, something's going to happen. And, and I don't know how it'll turn out if it did happen, like, across the whole country. But it'll be something like somebody's going to go blow up a dam or something. You know, that the thing about liberals, the thing about leftists, is they're sitting ducks, man. They're sitting ducks in all these cities. I mean, it's so easy to paralyze with 100 guys. You could paralyze half of California. Well, that's, I used to think like that until I saw what they were doing out there in Portland. In Portland, they were adapting. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, they were fine with Antifa smashing Molotov cocktails into people's homes. They were starting. Like, they're adapting. They were starting to get uniforms and and stuff. I mean. I have family that live in Portland. It's but, okay. But you can go out. Just don't go out at night in Portland. But during the yeah. day, it's fine. They're adapting. But as far as the combatants adapting, that's because nobody was shooting at them. Mm. That's because the cops stood down. They weren't. Nobody was busting their heads, or they'd have went home on the first night. But see, that's my that's my question about a civil war in America. Where is it going to take place? Are the police just going to stand down and let? one political side go against another political side what what I, because you know you didn't It'll really have police you really didn't have police back there so i and then is it going to be what uh, well don't tell me what city you're from um is it going to be from um, hutch pennsylvania is it going to be a small group from hutch pennsylvania going to uh the mountains of leah pennsylvania <laughs> Right. It's, it's not I, really I, I, I mean, I just don't understand how, I mean, back first in the it'll day, start, it'll start with somebody like Florida, somebody like DeSantis or somebody like Abbott, Biden or Carmela or somebody will say, Florida, everybody's getting vaccinated. We're cutting off all funds. And DeSantis is going to say, we're out of the country. You know, I mean, it, it won't be that simple, but in my opinion, that's how it would start. It would start with, Conservative states, states that uh, rever, revere the Constitution will say this government is out of control. It's no longer following the Constitution. Therefore, we signed up for the Constitution and we're going to keep the Constitution in the state of Florida. And I don't know how many states would follow. I would guess uh, that more than one would. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I can't. 
a way, I think it's already happening. Abbott just said no more mandatory vaccines. I think you're going to see it on more of a political scale versus my guns and we're going to break away from the country. I agree. Yeah, I think you're going to see it more professional, more delicate, where they're just going to make these major money moves, but with just a pen and piece of paper instead of a gun and a bullet or extracting themselves from the United States. You don't see the violence. You don't right. see the violence of the Civil War. You right. you see more of a cleaned up version of a Civil War. Yes, it's more sophisticated. So you'll see we're not going to do mandatory vaccines in this state, or we are not going to allow women and men compete in the same high school football team. It's those little things that is our Civil War right now. And I then the question, the question becomes, how will the communists react to that? How will the people in power right now that control the military and control the national law enforcement apparatus and the intelligence community, how will they react to a Florida doing that? Well, because if I the mean, war starts, the Democrats are going to start it, well, I think. Well, we've already seen, well, then we've already seen what uh, Democrats out in California have done with um, gay marriage in the way of they just went to court. Right. Or look at the Afghanistan they overturned law. constitutional voting. I mean, the people look, voted. They said no. Democrats. they did in January 6th in, D- in D.C. They just arrested people mm-hmm. on because they were there. That those They didn't do anything wrong. And they're still in prison. That's what they do. They'll do that. I mean, they already, I read an article this morning that they took the, the ring around D.C. where that happened, and they stretched it out now, and they're getting ready to arrest everybody that was outside. Um, on January 6th in D.C. To me, that's something that, that's the biggest story in in the world to me, is that the Federal Bureau of Investigation set all those people up and locked them up. And then when they had to rally to commemorate that, the only people that were there were plants. You could see them. They were traitors all over the place, FBI agents wearing they their Ray-Bans. They sure Trump was out. Somehow or another, they had to make sure Trump got out and never got back in. January 6th was their bread and butter. It was their backup plan to their backup plan. Russian dossier didn't work. Nothing worked. Trump was unstoppable. We can't make sure. we got to make sure he doesn't get back in. A great way to do it. Man, I hope he gets a chance. I just want to see it. I, I, before I die, I want to see people in, in orange, man. I do. I know. We all do. It, it's so uh, it, it's It's necessary. For this country to go forward, that has to happen. Yeah, something has to change drastically. We have to see someone in the Democrat Party be held accountable. We have to see that. We have to see Hillary be held accountable for something. I mean, she bleached bitter emails. We know there was illegal things in there. No one is getting in trouble on the Democrat side. I think this country would be so much better if we just saw one Democrat that was higher up go to jail. Hunter Biden. I don't care. Just give me one of them. It's got to be more than that. It's everybody from Joe Biden down to Allegheny County election workers. It's the whole party. They're not going to do it. They're not going to. There's ways to do it. There is ways to do it. They did it to the mafia. There's ways to do it. That's a RICO act. And and this, the organization, you don't have to put everybody in the Democrat party in jail, but by God, that's a criminal organization. But are they so, I mean, are Republicans so attached to the Democrats? That's why they don't. Yes. uh, they're um, just doing the same thing they are. They're just as bad. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, That's why I don't think you ever see it. That's why I'm saying I don't think you ever see it. I mean, Hillary Clinton just came out the other day and said she she'll never be out of politics. I saw I that. Think she's, I'm telling you, I think she's going to run against Joe. 
Because what's the better choice right now? You've got a country that hates Joe. The Democrats don't want to vote Kamala. Well, I'd love to see do? that. Hillary's going to come Ooh. out. Hillary's going to come out and say, okay. I'm better than Joe. All right. All right. You I give alternative. I can do this. I've got to clean up what Joe's mess was. We know Joe was bad. Kamala isn't likable. This right now is the time that Hillary can seize it. She can taste that presidency. She's a better chance of winning than she ever has. I'm telling you, if she was smart, she'd do it. But you're missing one thing, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders would stop that. I don't even they're know. So, they're in such disarray. Then. They're in such disarray. <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch, whatever it's they do. Yeah, yeah, Hillary yeah. does this. Yeah, she can be the savior. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get ready to go. Last thoughts, Hutch. Yeah. Fast food chain Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers is sending a significant number of its corporate employees to work as cashiers and fry cooks due to the labor shortage. That's how you handle a crisis in Venice. You send the people in the office out to do the work when there's no people to do the work. Well done. I hope they, uh, I, I wish them good luck. Well, speaking about businesses, Southwest CEO, this is one hour ago, says he never wanted a COVID vaccine mandate, but Biden forced his hand to do it. Southwest, do you know how big that is for a CEO to come out and say that? I hope they all fall now. I hope they all so do I. The I hope they go bankrupt. that. Yeah, I hope all the CEOs come out. But literally, the C the Southwest CEO said, I did not want to force the vaccine mandates. Joe Biden made me. And 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 I heard somebody on news today say that um, uh, the mandate is why such and such and such. No mandate has been passed yet. Right. The CEOs are the ones that did it, remember? Right, exactly. That they, guy did it. That Southwest guy did it. He cowered the and his word, company failed and they ought to freaking pay for it. Exactly. And he's saying it was Joe Biden, the dictator. The word, all Joe Biden did was say, well, I mean, Joe Biden in the media, because the media has something to do with it too. The media kept talking about a mandate, 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 he's coming and whatnot. A mandate has not been passed by the White House. But what happened is the um, these organizations and and corporations and businesses jumped out ahead in September to hit, to hit Joe Biden 75% or 80-some percent or whatnot. Mm -hmm. They jumped out ahead, and then Joe came out like, I'm pleased to announce that we have hit the watch card, watch card, but no mandate has been passed. Except None. by the CEOs. Right. It took the right. They did it, and that's called oligarchy. And if you can't stand up to your government, you don't deserve to be a CEO of a big corporation. Yeah, that's you know, it's not Biden's corporation; it's yours, man. Mm -hmm. Something, something, something that we'll, we'll talk about tomorrow. And I hope, I hope y'all are here. Uh, Four point three million. This came out today. Four point three million workers quit their jobs. In August. That's a record. That was when they were talking about the mandate was coming. Think about that. Hey, where do you see the military? 4.3 <laughs> million. I say everybody stop doing everything until they knock it off with these mandates. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. 
keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time.